This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Good morning, Bucknutters. Welcome to the Bucknuts Morning 5 here on Monday, October 7th, 2019. I am Dave Biddle. Very happy to be joined by Bill Bank Green. Before we get started, we'll let everybody know this is the last day of our get two months for the price of just $1 deal. Two months for $1 runs out at 11.59 tonight. So head on over to Bucknuts. Take advantage of the best deal we've ever had at Bucknuts. For $1, you get two months of VIP membership. Takes you through the rest of the regular season including the game and more. So take advantage of that deal before it runs out tonight. All right, Bank, the beat goes on for the Buckeyes. It wasn't perfect. They got punched in the mouth a little bit early, and uh, they responded well. Beat Michigan State 34-10. to What were your uh, general impressions of the game? Yeah, so I, I agree with you. They got punched in the mouth. Um, and I don't think it was that Ohio State wasn't prepared to play or ready to play. I think they were. Um Michigan State came in like Michigan State does. You know, Mark D'Antonio's a great coach. Um, those kids are always ready to battle and fight, and, and they were. And like you say, Ohio State, I thought they came out, I thought they were fired up, ready to play, and took Michigan State seriously. But when you're in that first real battle, um, you know, I thought they, they were just a little bit tentative, I thought, in the first quarter. I thought the play calling was a little tentative. And, I, you know, I think I thought they kind of went hand-in-hand there. Um, You know, they had a third and nine, I think, in Michigan State territory, deep in their territory, and ran Dobbins up the middle. And it was like, man, that's that's not how they play, you know. And then they kind of found their sea legs there, and in the second quarter, you know, they played some pretty beautiful football, as, you know, we've said week after week. That second quarter was about as, you know, about as good as it can be done. And – they seem to kind of, you know, open the throttle up there. And that's the way they have to play. You know, this is, you know, Jim Trussellball is not going to work with this squad. And, you know, the Lions has already taken control. And, you know, it was a good win because they were in a battle. You know, the first five games, I think those teams looked like they were beat after about five minutes. I think those teams knew they didn't have a chance. And it was like a rollover. But there was no rollover for Michigan State. Even – when they got blitzed in the second quarter, Michigan State played hard in the second half. So it was good for Ohio State to have a full game in a battle because if you're going to win a national championship, those games against Indiana and Miami of Ohio, those aren't the, the true games that you're going to have to win. The, the game they played the other day, they're going to get the same exact game and the same exact effort from Wisconsin, only Wisconsin is better than Michigan State in, in a lot of ways. So 
I thought it was great. I thought it was a great game. I think Ryan Day was happy to be in a battle rather than just, you know, have a layover like they had against uh, Nebraska. Very well said. It's, yeah, it's, it's amazing how they're just demolishing teams in the second quarter. I mean, they're just killing people in the second quarter this year. Uh, I mean, they're, yeah, it's um, some games they just dominated, period. But overall, second quarter is like their sweet spot this year. As you look at the offensive line, just comment on some guys like, I mean, Josh Myers is just mauling people. Also, right tackle, what did you see? It looked like Alibi struggled. Then they had to put Bowen in there, but Bowen was limping pretty bad, you know, late in the game. Just uh, what are you seeing from the O-line? Well, I I, uh, I like to see how people respond when they get hit. You know, when things are going good, um, we all can play whatever our sport is. We can all play really well. But when you got to dig and kick and scratch and you got to fight back, that's when you really learn about people. So I, I, I really like this O-line. I like them a lot. And when they're on their game, you can see, you know, they drive this football team. And I've been saying that for a couple of weeks, and I was really glad to see Herbie say that the other night too. I mean, this is an O-line driven offense. And when they're on their game, I mean, they're going to maul people. And, you know, Josh Myers, you mentioned, is really showing, you know, the skill that we all thought he had coming out of high school. To me, I mean, I like Jonah Jackson. I mean, I, I think that guy is a heck of a player. And he's a guy, you know, he could have went back to Rutgers. He was a captain and very well thought of there. But to see Jonah Jackson being able to play games that count, I mean, he was going to be a pro regardless if he played at Rutgers or if he played at Ohio State this year. But to see this guy playing games that count is so great for him. And he has to be happy as can be. He's probably won more games um, in a month than he won in three years at Rutgers. So I'm really happy for him. To me, there's a drop-off from Bowen to Josh Olaby. And, you know, I think they don't want to see how far that drop-off is when they play Wisconsin in games like that. I think they've got a solid five that can dominate, and then you've got, you know, then I think there's a drop-off. So we'll see um, going forward. But I think think Bowen is really kind of a key to this offensive line. They need him out there, and they need him healthy. Yeah, hopefully the bye week will give him, you know, a chance to heal up. Um, but again, he was limping pretty bad after the game and uh, even late in the game. So, uh, some type of leg injury he's dealing with, assuming that that's what, or, you know, he re-injured what was already, you know, hurting him. So hopefully it's not, uh, that leg that he broke that he needed multiple surgeries on. Although, who knows? Um, I don't want to speculate on that, but, uh, obviously that's going to go in your mind when a young man missed a year and a half of football due to an injury and he's limping around out there. But, I'm with you, man. I like Brandon Bowen is playing good football, and I like this offensive line as a whole. Um, Greg Stoudreaux is a guy during the offseason that was like, you know, including for people like myself, you know, was given, you know, a good amount of flack and wondering how he would do. I mean, how much how much credit do you give Coach Stud for the way this O-line's playing? You know, I always like to quote LeBron James, who's not one of my favorite athletes, but yet he had the, one of the greatest lines when he talked about the NBA, and he said it's it, it's a miss-or-make league. And, and all of sports is that way. It, you know, Chris Ash, Mr. Make at Rutgers, you're a great guy. We think you're a great coach. You're not winning. You're missing. You're out. Breaks the draw last year. Recruiting was a disaster last year, okay? All those Ohio guys told him no. They're scrapping around in the end trying to find progress, projects. Um, he's playing what we all thought, and I think we were all right, playing the wrong guys on the O-line last year. He's got guys playing out of position. 
Well, when you're missing, you're going to get flack. And the opposite, this year, the recruiting has been really, really good on the O-line. The product we see on the field has been really, really good. So you get props. And that's what sports is all about. It's not personalities. It's not, you know, we don't like the guy. No, it's like, you know, Tony Alford right now is in the crosshairs for running back recruiting. Mr. Make sport, man. That's just what it is. And when things are going good, you get props. And when things are not going well, you're going to get cracked. And and these guys know that. They know the arena they're in. They know the profession they've chosen. That's just the way it is. Speaking of recruiting, it was a uh, huge recruiting weekend for the Buckeyes. Just, um, you know, what do the listeners need to know, you know, about the big recruiting weekend that just wrapped up? You know, Trey Bradford, C.J. Stroud, just, just anybody you want to mention? Yeah, Stroud's the interesting one to me. Um, the more I watch film of Stroud and the more I watch film of, of Jack Miller, I think they're equals. Um, and, I, and I'd like to have both. And I think Ryan Day wants to have both. But you can kind of see the way they're treating the quarterback position now in October. It's totally different than the way they were treating this position six months ago. So I think Jack Miller's star has kind of dropped a little bit with Ohio State. Um, They've always wanted that second quarterback, but they were walking on eggs about six, seven months ago, being careful not to offend Jack Miller. Now I think, hey, they need to, and I think Stroud – is going to be their second guy. He could end up being their number one guy, you know, as we go forward. Stroud is not a throwaway second quarterback where you just take a warm body and you need someone in the room. That's not who C.J. Stroud is. Um, he's a player. I mean, and he's, he's, he's a legit threat to start at Ohio State one day. So, like I say, we'll see how this shakes out for Jack Miller, but I think C.J. Stroud is going to be in this class whether that's with Jack Miller or Jack decides to go somewhere else. But I just don't think they'll handle quarterback recruiting next year with Kyle McCord the way they have this year with Jack Miller, and it's all in relationship to how you view that player. Um, Trey Bradford, you mentioned, I think LSU is a real, real player there for him. So I don't expect anything big pronouncements coming out about him. Um Tyler Barron is really interesting to me because I think his heart is probably with Tennessee, but I think in his head he can see, you know, there's a fire raging there, and that could be burning to the ground. So you, you got to do what's best for you, and I think his head is going to win out over his heart. And I think it's either Kentucky or Ohio State there. He had a great visit to Kentucky with his mother. Um, so we'll see what happens there, but they want that second D lineman. I think they can get Tyler Barron too. And then you look at, like, DB recruiting. They need another corner. Um, they're in great position to land Ryan Watts. They can get Jaden Francois, too. I don't know if there's room to take both, but I think they could get both. So they're in great shape. I mean, this class to me is an A if they don't add anyone else, and they're going to add more. So then you're looking at a – it's just been – you know, they've filled so many needs, and they got so many – really good players that they really wanted. So, I mean, people are nitpicking when you rate this class a B or a B plus or something. They're nitpicking. This is an A class. And if they pop these few last couple guys that we think they're going to get, then it's an A plus class. I mean, you pull classes like this every year, and you're going to be in the top five, top four, and you're going to be in the hunt for the national championship every year. This class is all – these class and classes like this, it's all you need. 
Great stuff, as always, from Bill Bank Green. Thank you, Bank. And just a reminder, head on over to Bucknuts for our Get Two Months for One Dollar deal. It runs out of 11.59 tonight. Two months for just one dollar, so make sure you take advantage of that. It's the best deal we've ever had at Bucknuts. Thanks again to Bill Bank Green, and thanks to our listeners out there for tuning in to the show. I appreciate it. Hope everyone has a great day. Let's hear it, Buckeye Swag, best damn band in the land. It's Michael Richards here. You might have seen me on CBS working on their Champions League coverage over the last couple of years. I wanted to tell you about an exciting new podcast that I've been working on. It's called The Rest is Football. It's me, alongside Gary Lineker and Alan Shearer, two absolute legends of the game. The show combines topical debate from the world of soccer along with outrageous tales from our careers. And I mean, outrageous. Just search... The rest is football wherever you get your podcasts. All the best from Big Meets.